tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. A long time ago, it is said, a monster came here. It knew how to hunt, but we knew how to drink. Hops and Box Office Flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back. This is our 168th episode of Hops and Box Office Slops, presented by Wabam Entertainment. We are the internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight we finish our ode to Space's Greatest Hunter with a trip to 18th century North America. It's actually the, what, Northwest Great Plains, I believe it says in the movie. Yep. I'm not sure where this was filmed exactly, but it looked a lot like Canada to me. Calgary. Ah, okay. I was about to say, the only way to replicate old America is to go to Canada. The reason it it looks like Canada is because it is Canada. It is, yep. Uh, Canada. Canada. I I believe they pronounce it Canada. Eh? Uh, something like that. So along with me for this journey into the past are French fur trapper extraordinaire, Chumpzilla. I'm just really sad that Eugene Levy was not one of the trappers. Dude, where the hell is he guy? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe you stole that voice. It's the only thing I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, God we've, damn it. we've got the guy who dresses like a French fur trapper just for shits, Captain Cash. <laughs> That, yep. Was that yes, was that some okay. clicking? That was some clicking and snarls. Okay. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, if you if you spoke predator, you'd know that said. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad to be on the pod. Hi, everybody. And we've got the hairy bear that fought the predator, Mayor McCheese. <laughs> I think my guy is better than uh, anybody I, else's on the pod. I, I've got to give it to you. I, I Thank you. Right there, Mayor. Yeah. Yeah, Guy Fontenot, dead before his time after he tried to trap the predator in a in a rope net. <laughs> oh, the French. Uh, so, points where you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and Beal Flops. And you can find Wabam Entertainment on Twitter and Instagram at W-O-B-A-M-E-N-T. Prey is free to stream on Hulu, but boy, do I wish this had been gotten a limited theatrical run because this is a pretty pretty movie the landscapes are awesome it's all shot on location minimal cgi it's this movie's awesome i was just talking about that with mrs mccheese and she's like is it actually a good movie for your pod i was like no this this should have been in theaters i would have gone twice to the theaters which i don't have the time for but i would have made the time for it yeah no i i definitely would have seen this multiple times in theaters in terms of beer, tonight we're drinking, appropriately, Boneyards, because this movie is full of murder, and it's fun. Uh, Hop Venom, double IPA. It comes in at a Captain Cash-approved 9.0% ABV. It is a, it's a double IPA that will strike your olfactory system with venom-like aroma, intensity, and leave you wanting more. It utilizes multiple dry hop additions, 
at rates of five pounds per barrel. So it will satisfy your hop fix. Uh, double IPAs can be hit or miss for me, but I actually liked this beer. Uh, when I first opened the six pack, I had three and I'd say that's like a good number. I'd give it two bad movies. Cause if I had too many of these nines, nines high for my tum tum. Yeah. That's uh that's the You're weak. Your bloodline is weak and you will not survive the winter. Hey, my bloodline is not weak because not only did I watch this, I let my two children who are sub five years old, watch this. And then we watched the original predator and they loved every minute of both. Let me take a quick poll now. If T-Dub's kids are going to do, are they going to become A, serial killers, or B, mercenaries, because he's exposed them to such serious, serious level of movies this young in their lives? Up next, Commando. Could go either a, way. And a little from column B. Yeah. We're watching Commando, and then we'll uh, probably do a little Terminator 2. You know, there's things I can't show. Terminator 1, sexy, yeah. and that's out. So that's not happening. Man, like, I, I ease into it with some red heat. Yeah. I got my older one to watch the, what's the animated Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse? Into I got her Spider-verse. to watch that when she was, yeah, when she was like four. And that screwed her up for a while just because the bad guy scenes were too bad guysy. See, I, I took my three-year-old to that in the theater. And then when... When Stan Lee made his cameo, I got a lot of Dada, why are you crying? Questions. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. Well, who can blame you for that? Uh so pray Did, did you have to take off your Spider-Man gloves to wipe your eyes? <laughs> <Yeah>. No, no, <laughs> the super absorbent. You just put them right up. Did the silly that's, string get in your eyes? That's eye? the great did part you... about having gloves. You accidentally just shot the guy in front of you with your silly string gloves. Oops. I'm surprised he could see you crying through the mask you wore for the entire movie. <laughs> Listen, I came dressed as Peter B. Parker. He was dressed as Miles. I didn't have to wear the mask. That's the whole reason you have that outfit. There's everyone in the theater is like, hey, that homeless guy is just crying with that kid. What's, what's going on? <laughs> we should probably talk to somebody, right? This yeah. is def- they're filming a commercial, right? This can't be that yeah. obvious of a child abduction. <laughs> Okay, so Prey, directed by Dan Trachtenberg of 10 Cloverfield Lane fame. Uh, he hadn't really directed any movies since 10 Cloverfield Lane. He'd done some TV shows, which we'll talk about in the quiz. Uh, man, this dude should be getting more work. He well, kicks ass. Coming from the, the Cloverfield Lane movie, that's not like a big action movie or anything. No, not yeah, really at all. It's more of a psychological more, thriller. It's atmospheric sci-fi yeah and where so i was kind of surprised when i read that i'm like huh that guy is doing a predator movie okay hey killed it he killed it man uh this stars amber the ice road mid thunder as nadu so trash trashenberg said on social media that uh comanche actually pronounced their r's as d's so naru would be nadu and sorry the dog would be sadi i didn't watch the comanche dub I uh yeah I think that's really awesome too. So if you're into that, listeners, there's a Comanche dub of Prey available on Hulu. So, mm-hmm. so really, I, that, I mean that's I, badass. It's cool. I saw that there was the dub, but I heard that they produced a Comanche version of the the film where the actors speak Comanche. Though that could just be a bunch of bullshit YouTube videos too. 
I don't know about that. I, I know that go. his whole thing was we'll have them start off by speaking in Comanche to get that realistic feel. And then it just becomes English as if you're they are speaking Comanche. But for us, the benefit of the audience. Yeah, it's English. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope I don't blow up your spot later in the uh, pod, T-Dubs. But this is this is the first all Native American cast, right? In any this, movie ever? Uh, yeah, basically. And the first with a like a female Native American like hero. Yeah. So I mean that's kind of it's kind of nuts that they hit so many. Well, I mean, I guess in our culture, people would just shit on it, but people who actually enjoy movies and enjoy unique things like that, the fact that they hit so many boxes in this movie is so good and it not go to theaters is kind of a travesty. Well, it's yeah, it pisses me off. But what pisses me off more is that there are a whole bunch of assholes online who are calling this the woke predator and they can all fuck right off. So, well, I mean, you have to expect that in this country nowadays where 50 plus percent of the population is going to shit on something because my team said so. <laughs> yes, because they are the snowflakes who project their snowflakeism onto other people. Uh, and, and honestly, of all the woke things this movie could do, the only thing it does even close is, yes, you've got a female protagonist that does face some uh, some uh, negative stuff from the patriarchy uh, running her society, uh, her culture. But they don't even beat you over the head with an anti-colonial message either. I mean, no, the French, yeah, French guys no. are kind of idiots, but they're not played to be like super villains or anything like that. It's not like overly. Well, I mean, uh, they're assholes for sure. Things. They're assholes, but yeah, but they're just drunk, you know, bush people. <laughs> every um, time, every I've I've watched this a couple of times, and every time the the French trappers show up, I'm like, oh my god, if Guy Fontenot is in there, <laughs> <laughs> I am Guy Fontenot. He honestly should have been the uh, Raphael character. He's the translator after all. Um, this also stars Dakota Beavers as her brother Tabe, by the way, his first movie. Um, you've got yeah, Dane. Dude, he got, crushed it. He did. Mm-hmm. He, I loved him. You've got Dane DiLiegro. Uh, he's a former D1 basketball player uh, from New Hampshire, and he's the Predator. So really cool for that guy. Stormy Kip as Wasapi. He's one of the assholes in the Comanche tribe who treats her like shit. Uh, Michelle Thrush as Aruka and a bunch of white dudes playing asshole French fur trappers who we've talked about extensively already. Um, I swear to God, I thought one of them was Ryan Reynolds for a second because Canada, but probably not. Oh, that would be kind of funny, actually. Um, Prey is being lauded, to McCheese's point, for having the first franchise film to star an all-Native American cast. Obviously, we have no financial numbers because, unfortunately, it is streaming only. Uh, but it has received tremendous reviews. In fact, it has the best reviews of any Predator movie. Uh, it's currently at 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a Metacritic wow. of 69. And this movie is very nice. friggin' good. Where, where, where is the semantics on that? Because obviously all Native American doesn't include the French assholes. I think it's the fact that they're the leads. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because again, like it, for it, deserve, example, it deserves a lot of points. Uh, Last of the Mohicans, which is one of my favorite movies, right? Still stars a white person. Now, granted, that's the story, but he's the star, and the two Native American guys that play his father and brother take a pretty big back seat to him. The yeah, handsome. Well, it's also man. nice that they didn't. It, it's also nice that they didn't whitewash any of the actual like important characters. Well, I think that's the key, Mayor is that everyone that portrays 
uh, a Native American in this film is played by a Native American. There is no actually Native American. Yeah. Or as in Canada, they would say First Nationers. Okay, so we're on to one-sentence descriptions. We'll start with McCheese, who's had plenty of time to rest. How would you describe this movie in one sentence? I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do the last two that I missed. So this is honestly the sequel, prequel, um, that we all wanted. That's kind of the only way I would describe it. Um, I know Predators, per the last pod, uh, is the sequel that was driven towards, according to T-Dubs, with Arnold being on the alien planet. My one description for that was surviving the game to colon Predators edition. And then the pot I missed before that, the Predator is the child Predator because he's trying to get a kid. <laughs> can, can I just ask, what's a colon Predator? Uh, you have to, you have plead to the jumpy on that one. <laughs> I plead the fifth. See, well, we'll, ne- we'll never know. You know that the Predator and Predator 2 who was subsist like feeding on frozen beef definitely had colon issues. <laughs> That guy yeah, was not he in good shape. Fiber in his diet. Yeah, he needed no, but, fiber. But honestly, going back to it, like, I don't think you need to really beef up a one sentence description. You don't need to make it funny for something like this. It's badass. The predators in a different time period, and the movie fucking slaps. Yeah, uh, Chumzilla. Uh, I'm gonna go with dances with Yaucha. Okay, uh, dances with uh, Yaucha. If you didn't know that the so, Yaucha is the name for the predator, like almost everybody on Earth, that is what they're called. Although they're that's, never that's called their that. That's their race. Nope, never appears on screen, but that's uh, what the fans have come up with in the lore. Yeah. So yes, that's a Dances with Wolves joke. Okay, moving on. Uh, Until Cash. such time as someone in one of these movies calls a predator a Yaucha, I refuse to use that name. They're predators or ugly motherfuckers at best. This story is the coming of age story of a young woman whose debutante is interrupted when a stranger from out of town ruins her big show. Okay. Um, that's a lot. Can I, I can I amend mine? Sure. I think I want to change it to oh my god, if you kill that dog. I'm going to sob uncontrollably. <laughs> yeah, and we are going to talk. Don't about you that. dare kill that dog, you motherfuckers! It's, it's the first thing I thought of when the dog comes out. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, nope, mm-mm. don't, yeah, mm-mm. yeah, mm-mm. dog better live. So my is teenage mutant ninja alien in time. <laughs> it's like the turtle. I, I know, no, I listen. I appreciate it. With the backpack, he's kind of in a half shell. He is. He is, but. He's not a hero. Start in one time and travel to another. We don't know so that because they do like... have faster than light travel. So who yeah, the hell knows what, where he came from? That's a good point. You know what? I don't think he time traveled as much as this is just like how they were figuring out how to hunt. They dropped him off the oh, planet with... Come on, it's a, it's a friggin' joke, Ninja Turtles dummy. joke, you dummy. Oh. Uh, anyways, the actual description for this is the origin story of the Predator in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Naru, a skilled female warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved Predators to land on Earth. Let's get into the plot. In 1719, in the Northwest Great Plains, Naru, a female Comanche, wants to prove herself a capable hunter Tribal tradition makes this an uphill battle. 
After a fellow tribesperson is attacked by a mountain lion, the Comanche set out to find the ferocious feline, and Nadu joins because she's a great tracker and a capable healer. I should warn you now, listeners, uh, we're going to spoil the movie, but you should watch this movie and then come back and listen if you haven't watched it already, because this is totally worth your hour and 39 minutes. I mean, it's a Predator movie. I mean, how, how bad can you spoil it? Yeah, but there's some really cool things that happen that, like, when you see them That's the fair. first time, it's like, <laughs> yes, I'm so glad mm. you're dead. <laughs> but I'll get there. Uh, they do find their wounded brethren, but on the way back, they discover something more ominous, a skinned snake and odd tracks. Nadu decides she must warn her brother Tabe of what she's discovered. Anyway, they do find the mountain lion, and Nadu is injured during the fight. Tabe had to carry her back to the camp, which is a great dishonor. He then slayed the lion and became the chief hunter of the tribe. Now, yeah, take notes there, Ghost in the Darkness. This movie has very subtle character beats, and this is one of the really good ones because it comes up later, but it all comes full circle. In that scene, doesn't she stab the mountain lion and he finishes her off? Yes, I... yes, yes. Okay. So she weakens it, which he later admits, like, yeah. hey, I like you i didn't kill that we killed that like i couldn't have done that had you not injured it but in the moment he's kind of an asshole at the he for being a dude i mean again yeah you're dealing with some old school patriarchal patriarchal bullshit um but like he takes all the honor and doesn't be like hey we did it together he brings her home that's wounded she's a female blah 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 and she takes it she takes it she doesn't protest too much either again this is the very mild wokeness here you get a little bit of that massage the casual misogyny of her brother but that's historical accuracy she would have been a hunter gatherer the male would have been the hunter the whole movie is framed around her overcoming her own self-doubt despite knowing she's capable and also being overlooked by everyone in the movie including the predator which is why I find yes. the online arguments about this movie so stupid. But anyways, so Naru, shamed by Tabe, sets off on her own to find the mysterious creature that left the strange tracks. From here, the movie kicks all sorts of ass. First, she discovers a field of skinned buffalo, which makes me very mad. And then she comes across a bear. And the thing I want to point out here, she comes across the bear, things get a little hairy, but we are fully 40 minutes into this movie and we have not seen the Predator. And I like that when that happens in a Predator movie. I just do. You do get the intro drop where he, you know, the plane comes in. So oh, yeah, you, can, yeah. you know what the movie is, but you shouldn't know what the movie is. This isn't the original one where there's a surprise. Like, yeah, he's there. <laughs> don't and make got- that your don't make that your biggest qualm. Is it like, oh, I wanted to be surprised by the Predator? Fuck off. You're watching a Predator movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think the surprise, right, is just the different design. Like, we know we're going to get a Predator, but oh, what's it going look like this time? But I will say, I really like the effect of the ship in the sky. I really dug that. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I will say the surprise is how well they did the active camo and the noises. And then when you finally see him, you're like, oh, shit. I, you do I see actually, him. He, what he's doing, though, is you're seeing him actually be a hunter. He kills the snake. He kills the wolf. And then in this bear scene, he... Beats the shit out of a bear and disembowels it and bathes in its blood. Almost bare-handed. He, he gorilla presses the grizzly bear. 
I think it's a brown bear. I don't know. So I saw some dipshit on Twitter. It's like, you know, I liked it, but why didn't they use a real bear? It's like, <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, the CG, we can, we can all be fair and say the CG on CGI and the bear isn't great. It's, it's they good might have enough, cut a couple though. corners. Also, I, think CGI, I can CGI suspend always... my disbelief. CGI is always acceptable when it saves the life of an innocent animal. <laughs> um, I will say, though, I think the high watermark for CGI bear is still Annihilation. That was a cool uh, bear. That's a good bear. So uh, what I really love about this movie is not only is it super gory, but it is showing him be this hunter, which is like you always like it's reference. You see the tiny skulls of the little critters and you see all that stuff. But like really you don't you don't get any of that on screen but you do here and it's really cool and i took that t-dubs as evidence of this being the predator's first trip to this world so everything was cool and new to him yeah so he, yeah. even the little the little snake skulls and stuff hey that's kind of neat like well he's got to work it, he's got to level up he doesn't know what is the most dangerous game so anything yeah. he comes across he has to analyze and then murder and then realize oh there's something bigger and better i can go hunt Although I so, think it would have been funny if the snake bit him and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> he's just out for three weeks for the yeah. nasty snake infection. <laughs> what do I do? Do Didn't I expect my leg a snake off, bite. Or... Oh, damn. We, we get a shot of him limping around with a swollen calf. Like, ah, oh, fuck. No, the yeah, best like... is we get a pan shot up to the spaceship where they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, he, <laughs> he didn't survive one week on the easiest planet. <laughs> like, what, what killed him? A little, a little string monster with a mouth. What? Yeah, a danger yeah. noodle. A danger noodle. <laughs> danger <down>. noodle. Nope. <laughs> so, Naru sees him uh, perform raining blood by Slayer, and then she flees. Uh, and she encounters se- several of her tribesmen who think she's, you know, they mock her for being uh, a scaredy cat and and like believing in a made up monster. And of course, they are then cut to smithereens, and she's captured by the French, who also have Tabe. And they decide to use these two Comanche as bait to lure their ultimate prize because the French, as daft and awful as they are, know there is something else on the planet too. They're capable trackers. They know something's there. I I don't want to wish ill will on the Native Americans, but when they chide her and then absolutely get completely demolished by Predator, I'm like, hmm. Okay. You pretty much had that one coming. So save that because I have a question about who deserved it the most. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think we all know the answer. Exactly. Guy Fontenot? <laughs> yes. It's, it's Guy Fontenot, but, but just, you know, the, the right behind them are the, her, the members of her tribe who were dicks to her. Yeah. The dick bag tribe members who are like, you can't hunt your female. And they're like, well, yeah. We're also going to get stabbed through the chest with the pokey stick. <laughs> uh, so here we get what is probably the most satisfying sequence of events in a film this year for me as the Predator just eviscerates the French fur trappers just in all manner of ways. He literally throws a bear trap onto one man's head. He cuts Which another man's head, head off with his oh, shield. Is so good. He is just hacking limbs off. And it is it is phenomenal. It is so good. It is by far the most brutal we've seen a predator on film. Yes. Yes. It's... It fulfills the promise of what these creatures are supposed to be in the best ways possible. 
I, mean, um, I know you guys sever movies into thirds. I don't know if this makes it the final third or the second and third, but basically from halfway point on, the movie fucking kicks it into well overdrive. Yeah, to Captain Cash's point, once the Predator does show up like 45 minutes in or whatever, it's just a bloodbath until the final yeah. confrontation. From the you could just fight play on. the yeah. Doom. You could just play the Doom music in the background, just light, just slightly lower than the ambient music, and I'd be like, "Yep, that's what I'm here." Speaking of the music, the score of this movie is great. Uh, so then you get the final showdown between Tabe, Naru, and the Predator. It's great. This film is essentially all her trying to prove her worth as a hunter, being doubted or outright ignored, even by the Predator, as we said. And then she formulates this badass plan for it to kill itself with its own weapon. <laughs> and the look on its face as it realizes that it's Crap. just basically you know, condemned itself to die is pretty great. Uh, it's dynamite stuff. She then paints her face with the predator's glowing green blood and carries its severed head back to the tribe. And she is anointed the chief hunter. It's such a great movie. This is my favorite movie of the year by far. It's not even close. Um, yeah, so I, don't, I don't think we need to debate. This movie is fucking great. Yeah. So how many beers are required? Like if I just, I'll start off, I say none. You don't need any beers to enjoy this movie. You could yeah. have three enjoyment beers as you watch it, but this is just a flat out great sci-fi action movie. Trashenberg nailed it. I was, I, I mean, we were all pretty lukewarm on the prospect of what this was going to be when we first saw it. Oh um, yeah, that first trailer. I'm like, oh no, um, no, I'm out. But holy shit, I am so grateful that this thing got made. Uh, beers, Captain Cash. I I feel like this is one of those universally. You don't need any beers to enjoy this. this yeah, is we good. can say that now. All of us yeah. are going to agree to that. Uh, I, I think three fun beers if you want to have them. You don't Agreed. need to black out, but it's the the right for the uh, what was it hour and forty minutes? Yeah, it's literally like an hour thirty nine. This thing it flies yeah, by. Yeah, same boat. Don't need to chime in. Uh, Chubzilla. Yeah, I, I, I would just give it, you know, one one beer, one enjoyment beer. You don't. This is this is a good movie. Um, it is a shame it didn't get a theatrical release. I think this would have done good numbers, uh, relatively speaking. There's and, nothing out. Yeah, like it's a, it's a great summer movie. It's a great it's a great late summer movie. Um, and I will say this: is this movie perfect? No. But does this movie make any mistakes? No, no, it, it it delivers on its promise. I think, like you you mentioned earlier, that the trailer you know, like a little dicey, a little lukewarm uh, feels after seeing that. But literally everything this movie does delivers on the promise of the of the premise. Of I do have one question, and it, it's yeah. jumping ahead. I'm sorry, she does, oh, but no, I, don't, I don't I don't want to lose it after listening to the last couple of pods because I haven't been on them. There's no callbacks in this. There's no stupid quotes there, or anything like that, there right? Definitely there, there, is. there definitely are. Yeah, and we'll talk about there? that too. Yeah. So okay. we'll get there because it's part of the quiz. The question is more difficult because there's a very obvious callback and we'll talk about that. But we're going to take our first break. We're going to hear from our brothers in beer and French fur trapping murder over the Top Nation <laughs> USA podcast. And Guy Fontenot will drop by as well. And when we come back, we've got some lingering questions about the wonderfully gortastic prey hey everyone this is steve and this is adam and we're part of the hop nation usa podcast pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast join us every friday for new beer reviews we'll talk about the news history and homebrewing 
Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Hello and welcome back to the 168th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wabam Entertainment. And tonight we are concluding Hops and Hunting Ground Flops with the tremendous prey. Uh, we've got some lingering questions. The first of which, favorite scene or kill from the movie? We'll start with Chumzilla. Um, okay, since we've already talked about the trappers getting wrecked, I will say I did enjoy the little uh, circle of life bit at the beginning of the movie where you know the little rodent eats the ant and then the snake gets the rodent and then the predator gets the snake. Like, ah, okay, I like it. A little cheesy, but that was fun. That was a nice touch. Okay, uh, Captain Cash. Uh, favorite kill of the movie is, in my opinion, the best kill of the movie, being that's what the favorite is. It's when the fur trapper goes at him with the axe and the predator knocks it out of his hand into the air, snatches it, and then brings it down on his head. I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. somebody thought that out. That was, that was pretty good. That mm-hmm. was very, very cool. McCheese. I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but like when the doom music kicks in and Predator goes crazy, that's amazing. But really what I appreciate after having to watch all of these, and I watched them all to be in the pods and I couldn't make the pods because of vacation. The fact that they actually accurately did not only what the Predator camo looks like, but what the Predator should sound like and how that would fuck you up if you were out in nature and just hearing like random noises and not actually being able to see them on like Predator 2 where he looks like a cartoon drawing of an invisible person. I actually mostly appreciated <laughs> those points. I, I literally thought of you, McCheese, when I saw the first act of camo shots in this. I'm like, oh, I bet McCheese is very happy with this. this is I was. I, I was like, oh, they finally nailed it after they did it right in 87 and fucked it up every time since and then got I, it right again now. I, I just still think it's funny that the guys were so happy with themselves on Predator 2. Like, oh, yeah, we finally got this figured out. <laughs> it's like, did you? Um, oh. you? You really didn't. <laughs> so my favorite scene is 100% when he just destroys the fur trappers. Uh, oh, yeah, they, no, that's, I mean, that's, there's. But my favorite but kill is when is. he nails one of the Comanche tribesmen to that log. This is right after she finds the people and they're laughing at her. And then mm. before they realize, like. Like, oh, you killed a puzzle. Oh, shit, she's not wrong. She's actually yeah, so smart. He <laughs> impales this guy, like, and nails him to a log and then, like, basically cuts him in half. <laughs> it's, yeah, that was brutal. It's incredible. Can I give an honorable mention to oh, when yeah. the Predator throws the bear trap on the guy's head? I'm like, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. It is cool. This movie is so he has this like metal thing that he cuts the bear trap off with, which he also throws and like cuts a guy's leg off at the at the knee. When he first, it's like a collapsible uses, baton. Yeah. When he first uses the original laser cannon, the shoulder cannon, and the darts, and he just darts that fucking dude. Yeah. Uh, yes, this movie has like three or four top tier kills. It really does. It really does. Uh, so before we get to the gadgets, because that is a question. Uh, if you could set a Predator movie in any time period, because I think this is a very nice template for what they should do with this character moving forward, is show him fight and kill and hunt throughout time, where would you set it? McCheese. 
I already texted you guys. I, I, before I even saw it on Reddit, I had thought that this would be badass and feudal Japan after listening to the last pod where you guys were talking about the samurai fight. Because you put Predator and Feudal Japan versus legit samurai. That's a badass movie. I think it would be incredible. And that would have been my pick. But since you did that, I'll, I'll have a, a different one. Uh, Chubzilla, what do you think? Time period. Uh, this might be controversial, but I was thinking like the 2016 Republican National Convention. <laughs> In Cleveland. Oh my god. <laughs> But uh, I mean, that's, they're all armed, so he'll consider them threats. As someone who lived here during it, the oh amount of shit that went on behind the scenes, yes, they were all armed. I'm kidding, I think. Um, no, but I mean, the, the only answer is here, and I'm not going to steal one from, uh, from Captain Cash, but yeah, it's pirates or samurais, right? I mean, that's, that's, it's pirates or ninjas. You do want to go there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys mentioned it last week, like them versus the dinosaurs is actually fairly interesting as well. Yeah, the te- their, their technology has to revert at the same pace. Well, let's assume their technology reverts at the same pace. Ah, as so hey, think about the timeline. 65 million years separate us and dinosaurs. So, like, so, I mean, the Predator has no tech then. It's just, he's got claws and mandibles. He, versus, he requires versus a than light travel. How does he get to the planet? <sighs> Time travel. P.S. Just, this is also a Fast and the Furious film. Now we got Cadillacs and dinosaurs and Predators. Let's go. It's, it's about family. Family. <laughs> family. You can't, you but, can't uh, kill family. Yeah, Dead. but the the Auta, um, live for thousands of years, though Captain Cash, their lifespan I, is like anywhere from like five to a thousand. Years. I like have not been shown years. that in the films. I refuse to acknowledge <laughs> the possibility. I got a new one that we haven't discussed on our text thread that would not. I don't think it would be very lopsided, but very hysterical. It'd be the Predator versus like Chicago gangsters. <laughs> Man, see, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to hunt some humans. Yeah. Man. I, uh... Bootleggers, yeah, the, the predator versus bootleggers. I like. Did you imagine them recreating that voice as a trap? Man, I'm sick. <laughs> man, I'm hurt. Man, um, my clear choice. Ten is roses. Just, man, I just want the predator to kill a whole bunch of Nazis. The predator Nazi hunter as the protagonist of the film works really well for me. <laughs> How we never got a Michael Fassbender Magneto Nazi yeah. Hunter movie. I'll never know. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. I think Fox. you could really pitch a Predator Nazi Hunter video game. Not a movie, but a video game. I'm telling you. I you... bet you there is a Wolfenstein um, uh, mod that puts the Predator in there. I bet, I bet that. But, but it's got to be the opposite. Well, no, it's got to be Wolfenstein, but instead of Wolfenstein, he's Predator yeah. going after. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. So. In terms of the gadgets, right? Because he still does have wildly way better technology. Wait, wait. Do, I, do I get to name my my you time said, period? You said pirates or ninjas, but I assume no, I didn't. No, 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 that was, no, that was no. chumpy. I have a time period. Time period is the Crusades. Knights. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes, put, but no, specifically the Crusades because predators dr- are drawn by heat and conflict. So you put him in there versus. You know, like as part of the Crusades, the the Christendom versus Islam, and they both interpret the the predator as like, you know, 
the god or the devil or whichever one, and then eventually they both have to team up and fight a predator who just uses a sword. Is this going to end up being a Monty Python, though? The issue with the predator history question basically turns the whole thing into Assassin's Creed Predator. But I'm just saying, <laughs> which I'm okay would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right I, with it. I I played this game. I, yeah, I I saw the Assassin's Creed movie. Adding the Predator would only help. Oh my god, they made a movie. <laughs> oh, Why did they make bad. a movie? It's, oh, really it's got Michael Fassbender. Yeah, it's bad. Cashing them checks. Okay. I was about to say he needed some monies. He wanted a villa. <laughs> so, so back to this technology because it is still way more advanced. What was the gadget? you thought was the coolest or more most ingenious addition to this film captain cash i really enjoyed the super sharp slap bracelet that would amputate a limb but also close the wound to not kill you yeah also that was just called being a kid in the 90s where the slap bracelets the metal would come out and it was cutting people <laughs> sometimes that happens oh they no, the they price of fashion those are still around. My kids have several, and I've hidden them and thrown them in the trash. Yeah. Uh, Silla, gadget. Uh, for me, it's definitely the shield. I thought that was the most unique and interesting of all of his stabby, cutty uh, weapons. The fact that it's he cute. cut a man's head off with it was chef's kiss. He used and it his own arm. Di- he used it in a couple different ways. It was pretty cool. It's unique to me because it shows that this is supposed to be early enough in the Predator lore that he needs a shield, or at least thinks he needs a shield. Mm. The rest of the movies, he never has any sort of protective device, if you will. He didn't cut his own arm off with it. I thought she got sure him the did. I thought she used the collapsible baton on him when I got stuck in the tree. Am I remembering that wrong? Yeah, he, she, well, she he cut, cut his, his own arm off. off. Yeah, she cut she his cut arm, arm off with it. Yeah. In my opinion, uh, the shield is the coolest thing. You get a little bit of a like a Wonder Woman trench vibe when he's just marching down the fur trappers. Mm. Taking the gunfire. Uh, I really like the shield. I thought that was cool. I thought that was like, usually like it's kind of silly. Like they don't have anything to protect themselves from gunfire. And it's just like assumed like, oh, they won't hit them. It's like, yeah, but that's bullshit. And here he actually had something to block that. Well, that was back to my point of like, this is the first time he needed a protective device. Every every other movie, well, the first Predator. No, you're uh, right. It's mostly offensive stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Predators, or not, no, the Predator, depending on which one you're t- talking about, had fucking skin armor, God knows what. Um, mm. But no, that, I mean, yeah, it that actually that shows that like this, this may have been early enough in his quote unquote hunting career where he's like, oh shit, something can hurt me. I should have something to protect me for that. Interesting thing about the predator lore. Apparently it is considered to be less honorable to use your shoulder cannon. So I would wonder if perhaps using a shield is also the sign of like a younger predator, a less skilled predator. Like, yeah. Cause I think there's a hierarchy to their tech. Like as you advance, you get better stuff. So yeah, it must be a timeline thing. Like yeah, this is exactly, early in yeah. the timeline. Yeah. Uh, obviously his 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 shoulder cannon shoots arrows. It's not a plasma cannon. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, still heat. It's still laser seeking, but still. Yeah. The cannon a, is generally weapon. bullshit. It's yeah. like such a disproportionately unfair weapon that it renders the hunt like totally meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it subheading best weapon is that they took away the plasma cannon because. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Somehow a projectile feels less 
cheaty than a laser gun. Especially I, I, against I did like muskets like and bow and arrow. It was essentially yeah. a crossbow that yeah. you know was laser sighted. Yeah. So I think as we're talking about weapons and all of that, it's a good time now to mention probably one of the few jokes in the movie. And I really, I really enjoyed it because it was very realistic as well. It's when the trappers fire their muskets, their single shot muskets at the predator and it doesn't do anything. And then they have to like stop what they're doing and reload. And he's like, he's like 10 feet away, just walking towards them to kick their ass. Oh, it's, oh shit. Uh, it's very horror movie esque. Yeah. As they like yeah, it, fail to take down this oncoming force and they're like, you can yeah. see them like shitting their pants. Yeah, they look at each other like, oh, uh, dang, what do we do now? I guess we reload. And uh, yeah. sorry, sorry, fellas. Um, <laughs> but it, it's almost played for a laugh. Like it's it's almost comedic. There's a comedic I, beat there. It, it's absolutely played for a laugh. Yeah. I will but, say my, my quick answer is, the. I mean, doesn't quite apply to this T-dubs, but the thing I liked the most was the mask. Like you could tell yeah. that you oh, could tell man. that was like that that was that was version one. We haven't they, even talked they were about still that yet. sort they were still short. Yeah, you guys talked about it a little bit on the last pod, but like bone sorting shit out, like the lasers weren't automatic, they didn't like they were kind of you kind of you know he I don't know if he focused them in or the mass did, but they weren't perfect. Like that was I like that a lot. I, I did like the bone mask. Uh now here's the good question. In a movie full of people who treat Nadu like shit, who deserves their comeuppance the most? I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. It's the asshole who talks shit about how you hunt and then gets eaten by the mountain lion. <laughs> That's a good pick. I mean, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna blanket toss all the dudes who just shit on her because she's a girl, and then they just get fucking trounced. I here here's my thing. Outside of Tabe, everybody else had it coming, right? Yeah. Well, I think so, I think most of the other male Comanche are not nearly as bad as the guy who yeah, I mean, fist fights fair. her. Uh, you know, they yeah. they don't seem to be as like, you know, certainly they probably don't think of her as a hunter, but like there's a couple guys who are outwardly assholes, whereas the other guys are just kind no, of there. You you make an excellent point. And she does get up, you know, she does get straight up assaulted. There's tears. There's tears to the level of who needs to die yeah. first. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is Tavi deserved it the least. Yes. yes Everybody else, meh, I'm all right with it. Now, I mean, I'm firmly in the French trappers camp just because they're all scuzzbags and fuck the frogs. Uh, yeah, I mean, they are like, it's very clear, like, look at how wasteful and awful these people are. Right. You know, with the skin yeah. buffalo thing, which I thought was a great... Like it's sort of a misdirection. I think you kind of have to. The movie doesn't beat you over the head with that, but to her, that had to look really strange. Like the first time, well, uh, and that's you know, that's part of the would come too, across. Yeah. Like she 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 didn't know if that was the beast or if what that what had done that right. Yeah, and she says we're not safe here anymore, knowing that these people have now come mm -hmm. um, to their land, uh, which is like God, doing horrible things. Yeah. yeah. And here's the real question. And McCheese, and we've all basically talked about it off the pod. But how gutted would you have been if Sadi the dog died? No, I've already, I've already stated my claims. Because I, I spent like an hour on the verge of a panic attack thinking this dog was going to die. I had more nervous tension this entire movie thinking about 
that dog yep. than nope. any of the other characters. They played that very well in the film. Mm-hmm. I love that dog. Yeah, I was 75% sure they were going to John Wick the dog. When it, when it like, had and the then red... They, and they killed her brother instead, yeah. and they killed the brother, and I'm like, okay, I'm relieved now. The dog is safe. The, the laser's on the dog, and you're just like waiting for it to get the three darts to the head. It's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, no. The instant her brother dies, I'm like, ah, okay, dog safe. Yeah, can't kill the dog <laughs> and the brother. Big relief. No, no. That uh, been too much. That 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 would have been like the red wedding times a million. Yeah. So <laughs> Sadi, the dog, I don't, I forget its real name, was a rescue dog, had never been in a movie, and was originally planned to be a much smaller part of the movie, but it was doing so well uh, with what they're asking of it, it became a bigger part of the movie. So it's actually a really cool story as well. It is. Yeah. They they found a movie star dog. I was about to Rags say, I'll watch, Rich's I'll, story, baby. I'll watch that dog reshoot Airbud or Homeward Bound. Was that the dog movie? That was yeah. one of them. Yeah. I'll watch any of the movies that include that dog. That dog Milo really fucking crushed it. Um, fun fact: in some of the action scenes, the dog was actually played by Ron Perlman's wife. <laughs> That's, uh, that's that's an ed callback that's god. an ed callback oh god uh so we're gonna take our second break <laughs> we're gonna hear from our uh wobam entertainment brothers over the double turn podcast and when we come back we've got the kutamia trivia challenge Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Hello and welcome back to the 168th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are talking Prey and we are on the Kutamia Trivia Challenge. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that is sort of the hunter's mission. It's the Kutamaya, I thought they said. Kutamaya. It's the, sure. you got to hunt a thing yeah. that hunts you. Kutamaya. Okay. So we've got five questions, gentlemen. Standard format multiple choice to chime in either stick with one of our stalwarts or you can say if it bleeds we can kill it because yes that line is recycled and i actually liked the use of that line that in this movie and the other main line of the movie is this is as far as you go like this is it this is where you have to make your stand this is it for what you're hunting you have to kill it now kill or be killed can we also do a uh gee fontano <laughs> yeah you could definitely Always. do that the predator. Oh. We have no, caught you, alien. Is predator? <laughs> Do not cut our heads off with your shield, predator. Uh, you are very scary, but we are here being friends, eh? We have skinned many buffalo. We can certainly skin you, Mister Alien Man. I. It feels like we just took a hard <laughs> turn into Borat. I, yeah, I don't know where that accent was going, but it was Things going. We're getting real close. Everything's Things are exciting. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sometimes you know you're sometimes you're Guy Fontenot and sometimes you're not. He's a man of mystery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And any man who is caught looking at my woman will die. <laughs> you've never heard it, you've never heard of Borat Fontenot? <laughs> yeah. Borontno? 
Yeah. Haunted. So Haunted the winner uh, of this challenge will get Naru's tomahawk, which she fashioned to use like scorpion spear, which I'm not sure of the practicality of that device, but I, I really liked it. I might need to do some backyard research on that. I'm not sure that works, but that, never that, really... that, listen, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. There's an alien. Sure. Fair. We should say that we do get an incredible action sequence with her raiding what's left of the French camp using her scorpion-esque tomahawk and just merkin yeah. fools. I never really win a bunch, so if I win this week, can I get Captain Cash to make me one of those 3D printed dogs? Because I'm interested in that. Sure, I'll yeah. Make that happen. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right, so number no one. In Prey, we see the origins of the flintlock pistol later given to Danny Glover in Predator 2. What is the name inscribed on the pistol? Mm-hmm. Is it A, Rafael Adelini? Is it B, Rafael Acambre? Is it C, Rafael Augustin? Or is it D, Rafael Arquette? Parts and charts. Captain Cash. A. It is Andalini. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn it. So in in addition to this film, bringing that flintlock back, which also really cool to reference the sort of more culty classic Predator than the one that everybody seems to love, right? By putting that pistol in there, because that is one of the weirder parts of Predator 2 that he's just given a flintlock pistol at the end. But uh, there's comic book origins to that, too, apparently, and how the Predator came to possess it, which if you watch the credits to this movie with the traditional Native American paintings depicting what happens throughout the film. And then after the predators come back. So basically it's insinuating that they kill her and her tribe and take back what was theirs or take that as a prize, which kind of sucks. A little bit of a downer. Number Hmm. two, it's one, nothing captain cash in December, 2019, when the film was yet to be revealed, it was going by this name. Is it A, High Plains? Is it B, Skulls? Is it C, Ollie? Or is it D, Thunderbird? Oh. Uh, that's McCheese. I'm going to go with Thunderbird. Incorrect. Thunderbird ah. is what she calls the oh. Uh Chumzilla. I believe it was Skulls. It is Skulls. Fun fact, Ollie was the working title for The Predator. Should have been called Shit Bucket. Ooh. I hate that friggin' movie. It is the least of the Predator sequels. It's like movie. the polar opposite of this movie. It makes good on none of the... On none of it. On the, none the of its premise. potential. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number three. It is one-to-one. Chumpsill and Captain Cash. Sarah Shackner, who did the score for Prey, which I friggin' love, and you can stream on basically anywhere, and you should because it's really good, also composed the scores for several entries in the similarly themed Assassin's Creed video game series. <laughs> Which of these was not one of them? Was it A, Assassin's Creed Unity? Was it B, Assassin's Creed Origins? Was it C, Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Was it D, Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Or was it E, Why the Fuck Are There So Many Assassin's Creeds? No, that's not an actual choice. Well, that's I, the right answer. I mean, I feel like that is the most correct answer as someone who has enjoyed the Assassin Creed games. Uh, I'm just going to take a stab. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Trumpzilla. I'm going to go with Valhalla. Incorrect. She did Valhalla. Dang. I thought that might be the outlier because it was very. 
your remaining choices are Unity, Origins, and Odyssey. A, Unity, B, Origins, C, Odyssey. Are you going to take a shot? <laughs> Scaps and cash or that? I, I, I'm trying so hard to math this out. No, because... no. I'm, I'll, I'll go because I don't care. McCheese. Uh... <laughs> uh, Unity! It is not. It's not. Ah, that my guess. That was the French one. Okay. Hey, hold on, Mayor. That was cold blooded. Thank you, and you're welcome. All, All right, right. So check it. See me the next two questions or the next two possible answers. So you've got answers. either B Origins or C Odyssey. Odyssey was recent, more recent than Origins, I think. So Origins. It was Odyssey. Damn it! Bom, bom, bom. It remains uh-huh. one to one. Uh, Captain Cash and Chumpzilla. Number four, New Hampshire, where Deliegro played basketball. That's the guy who was in the Predator suit. Sports this film-centric team uh, mascot. Is it A, the New Hampshire Bisons? Is it B, the New Hampshire Wildcats? Is it C, the New Hampshire Braves? Or is it D, the New Hampshire Golden Eagles? Unity! Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> We're going with bisons. Incorrect. Damn it. Oh, it's a sports ball, Captain Cash. Yeah, I have no idea. So I like I honestly uh, hate the quiz. My 25% chance. Uh, uh hold, hold on. Golden um, Eagles. Incorrect. You're not uh, allowed yep. to Google it. You're not allowed to Google it, Chumzilla. No, I don't need to Google it. What are the two remaining answers? Because they're the remaining answers my, are my B Wildcats or C Braves? Oh, I am 99% sure it's Wildcats. It is w- w- Wildcats. What, what, you are what, correct. Wait, wait. That's Wild the Braves song from Wild the Wild Boys. Wild Boys. Yeah, from the, from the, from the. All right. So, Goldie, uh, Chubzilla, Goldie Hawn and Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Chubzilla is up two to one with one question to go. And this is also very fun because uh, on this pod, we all love the TV series The Boys. Trachtenberg directed one of the episodes in season one. Which one was it? Was it A, the name of the game? Was it B, the innocence? Was it C, the self-preservation society? Or was it D, you found me? I can honestly say I don't know the single name of an episode of The Boys. I've watched them all. I I didn't realize they had names. You know what? Uh, Yeah, I would not know the names of the episodes. But he did direct mm. one, and uh, well, I can go first because I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, Get help, help. Yeah, okay, help us what, out do you, what do you think, uh, McCheese? Uh, let's see. <laughs> it is not the Self-Preservation Society. Dang, Your remaining answers are A, the name of the game, B, the innocence, or D, you found me. It leads. We can get it. Captain Cash. A. Correct. It is oh, the name of the game. Well done. Because it's the premiere. And and here's the fun fact: who was at the premiere of the boys? Captain Cash and myself. We yes. were. So we saw the dressed as Homelander and Frenchie. Yep. Fucking so, crush that. Yep. He directed the pilot of the boys. No kidding. And that episode rules. I mean, it does end with a man getting a bomb shoved <laughs> shoved up his anus. <laughs> So, I think that's I mean, episode two. That, yeah. One is the... Didn't yeah. they already do that? Didn't Denzel already do that? 
Uh, Ant Man did it first. He did Man a lot of No, Denzel did it first. Man on yeah. fire. Man, man, on, man fire. on fire. I wish yeah, we've you talked had about this more time. Uh, <laughs> yes. So here's the thing: you guys have tied. Mm. Captain Cash, uh, you throw axes on occasion, so you will get the tomahawk. Chumpzilla, I'm giving you the bear guts. They're, pre- they're pretty old, 300 years salted and aged. They've been sitting mm-hmm. in my meat locker. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't eat them if I were you, but they're going to be tasty though, super tasty. I also mm-hmm. have oh, a, yeah. uh, one preserved Frenchman's leg. If you'd, oh, <laughs> if you'd like it, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay, the monkey brains from Temple of Doom. We are on to recommendations. <laughs> uh, we'll get you one of those straw ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told her not to sit too close to the fire. Uh, okay. <laughs> Captain Cash, what do you have to recommend for us this week? Very cogent to the film we just watched. May I strongly recommend Does the Dog Die.com? Are you worried about what's going to happen to the dog in the film? Just get that answer for you. Nice. Is that like any movie? Yeah, just any movie. Oh, so I can tell you this. Search engine, basically. If Michael Myers so my, is involved, my, that dog is dead. He's killed my a brother number uses, of dogs. My brother uses some fa- like popular website to see. You, you like, mean the famous Canadian comedian Michael Myers is yes, a habitual yes. dog murderer? Yeah, from Shrek. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh my God. So my brother uses some website to see. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. My kids aren't old enough yet. That like tells you exactly how bad a movie is as a parent. You know, there's nudity or cursing and what it's at. Yeah. It's like common sense media or something. Basically this is more geared towards just me and making sure that if there's a dog in a movie, I'm going to need to pause it and double check because I do want that service. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's also one that uh, will tell you when to take a pee. Yeah, um, no, yeah. There used to be Jordan Palmer, Carson Palmer's brother, had an app that would tell you the best times to pee. I forget what it was called. But uh, Trump Hill, what's your recommendation? Specific. Wow. Did he have an app to tell you when his brother was going to be decent at football? <laughs> no, didn't have an Carson. app. Carson was fine. Jordan wasn't. First of all, Jordan trained uh, football Jesus, Josh Allen. So yeah, well, of all the football little brothers, he's definitely one tier above Aaron Rodgers' little shitbag brother. Yeah, he was never on uh, The Bachelor. All right, recommendation: mm. Don't watch The Bachelor. There's one, but give us another one. Don't. Yeah, no, um, I don't think I've recommended this before, um, so I'll throw it out there. But uh, there's a documentary on Tubi: Drunk, Stoned, Brilliant, Dead: The Story of the National Lampoon. Um, it came out in 2016, and it's about the wild crew of uh, folks that uh, started the National Lampoon magazine that then went on to become like, you know, film and started the careers of a bunch of familiar faces, people like Chevy Chase and all that. Um, it's an entertaining documentary, and I got to throw a little shout here. Uh, RIP to fellow Miami alumnus PJ Rourke. He's featured predominantly in the film. So, yeah, if you, could, if you have time on Tubi, check out drunk stoned brilliant dead buy this magazine or we'll shoot this dog that was yes. one of the covers that That's, they yes. yeah gotten a little bit of hot water for but they yep. were like very status mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay mccheese what's your recommendation i fell backwards into this i don't even know how and 
you guys may have recommended it or not. I'm not sure. I've watched the first half. I haven't had a chance to finish it because of vacation, but uh, Netflix, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, yes. Big fan it's, so far. Halfway it's, in. It's, really it's, enjoy yeah. it. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's a, a Coen Brothers movie. It's a Coen Brothers movie. It is a Coen Brothers movie. It's the most Coen Brothers Very movie. short story, very uh, Western. I, I like it a lot. The titular Buster Scruggs is my favorite of the stories, but comes in hard. Yeah, it comes is in. That the, hard. Is that the first story? Have I not got it, that? Yeah, he's like the singing guy. He's like dancing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sings and murders. <laughs> so, that's one of their, that's like, is that their first movie? No, this no, is this is like very recent. Yeah, is this the one with Oscar Isaac's in it? No, that's inside Lewin Davis. There's a shitload uh, of people in it. Most yeah, it's like them. a it's like a series of short western stories. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's Tom like, Waits it's is in tw- it. Oh, yeah, Twenty oh, minutes okay. short. Yep, got it, got it. The Tom Waits uh, one. Okay, yep. so my recommendation. I actually have watched a ton of stuff lately, but I'll just go with. Uh, another action movie that i had high hopes for and it was not nearly as good as prey but it's still a good time and that's bullet train uh it was directed by david leitch who you'll know from john wick uh atomic blonde which kicks all sorts of ass deadpool 2 bullet train is very guy ritchie esque in terms of its uh shooting back and forth from past to present it's quippy dialogue but it's a fun movie if not particularly a very it's a great one it's, it has issues like it's paced poorly the movie feels like it's on cocaine like it's all over the map but is this the uh, brad pitt one yes yeah. but uh leitch started out as brad pitt's stunt double so it's kind of cool that his career is like come full circle now brad pitt's starring mm-hmm. in one of his movies but my question is are we getting i think even brad pitt mentioned it but are we getting close to the point where brad pitt has to stop being the action hero well he's 58 years old yeah he's fucking almost yeah, 60 he looks great don't get me wrong he, he looks, looks fucking phenomenal that's 45 like guess who's still an action hero liam neeson who's in his 70s tom cruise who's in his 60s so if he doesn't want to but i also watched the lost city where he's the he's the guy who's going to go save sandra bullock of course, yeah. I'll, that movie's now free on Amazon as well as Paramount Plus, and that was fairly entertaining too. But Bullet Train in theaters. My other recommendation would be like, hey, put stuff like Prey in theaters because it's way more interesting to me to see a movie like Prey than it is to see CGI fucking schlock like Thor four in theaters. Prey was a Are you recommending movie. Bullet Train or not? Yeah, you I should got, see it. It's I got, I got, a, I got a lukewarm feeling. It's fun. It's not his best movie. It does get a little long in the tooth, but it's full of cool characters. Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I've never liked in anything, was actually really good in it. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry's good in it. Uh, there's a lot of famous people, and a lot of fun famous people just show up for the hell of it. So yeah, that's always check fun. Yeah, that's fun in that kind of movie. I'll check it out when it's free. I'm but not, it is it's you know, balls. I'm not trying to shit on it, but I'm not gonna I'm not yeah. gonna go to the theaters. Dude. So remember, you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at WriterTLK. Uh, you can find Captain Cash at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most social media. Chumpzilla can be found eating bear guts in a cave or at Chumpzilla8 on Twitter. And Mayor McCheese, who has now decided to change careers and become a French fur trapper, can be found at H-U-F McCheese on Twitter. Uh, don't forget, check out WobamEntertainment.com or Check them out on social media at W-O-B-A-M-E-N-T on Twitter and Instagram. 
If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to like, share, and subscribe and share ideas for future episodes with us. In the end, listeners, remember one thing, not every smart creature is easy to train, except for that wonderful fucking dog, Sadi. She was easy to train, and she's a star. Uh, We'll see you next week for the premiere of Hobson's Star-Powered Flops with the horribly miscasted Prince of Persia.